Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we talk to Blair Mooney, head coach of the St. James Junior Canucks, who just snapped a 24-year title drought, capturing the Manitoba Major Junior Hockey League's Jack McKenzie Trophy with a win over Pemina Valley on Monday night. And then you'll also hear me talk about my journey to Minneapolis that was derailed by a loose bolt. My car stopped working in Fargo. Oh, the agony. We'll explain all that on the podcast. Last night, the St. James Junior Canucks finished off a dominant regular season and playoff run with a 5-0 win at home at the Iceplex against the Pemina Valley Twisters. Their second ever title and first since 1998. An historic accomplishment. And to talk about it, we welcome in the head coach of the Junior Canucks, Blair Mooney. Blair, welcome to the show and congratulations on the big win. Thank you very much. So how does it feel about 24 hours later? Is he still floating on a cloud? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it was, uh, it was awesome. I mean, it's, uh, it was great. There was a huge crowd there yesterday, which added to the excitement and stuff. And it's, uh, yeah, the boys were, they played a great game and, and deserved it. And they had some fun last night and, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, settling in. So heading into this season, what were your expectations for this team? Uh, going into the season, I knew, um, like any year, I mean, you're, you're waiting to see like once training camp rolls around, like if there's any surprises on people coming or people not coming. And, and, um, so at the start of the year, I guess we knew we were going to be a relatively young team. Like we didn't have a, a ton of 21 year olds, um, to start off. So we knew we were going to be young. And so anytime you're a young team, you're, um, obviously you want to make sure that your expectations aren't too, too high. Cause it's going to be a learning process throughout the year, but we realized pretty quickly that a lot of our young guys were really, really talented and we were going to have a pretty, pretty strong team. So as, as the, as training camp went on and as the start of the season happened, we started to adjust our expectations to be a little higher. So was 37, four and four though, in the cards for you? No, <laughs> no, not quite. I didn't, uh, that record obviously was something to be very proud of. And, and, um, it's no, I don't think you, you go into the season expecting to, to have that many wins and 37 out of 45 games was, was something special for sure. So going into the playoffs, then the expectations across the board was we're going to win this title. Yeah. I mean, once, uh, once we got a, partway through the year and we we were kind of in a three-horse race for first place and we were battling it out with Pemina Valley and Transcona for the majority of the season and uh and then once we 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 realized we were a contender and uh and then once it came down to playoff time that our expectation was that we we should be winning it so um the there was lots of pressure on the guys which which is a good thing but they uh they certainly rose to the occasion that's for sure so Curtis Luke is the leading scorer in the playoffs at 32 points in 14 games after posting 84 in 40 games in the regular season. What can you say about the play of that forward for your team? Uh, he was awesome. He's uh, like, I mean, the, the points, the point totals speak for themselves. Like he, he's a dominant player offensively, but he's got a great attitude and, and loves coming to the rink and, um, 
that was one thing with our team is they were all pretty tight, tight knit group. And he was a big part of that. Like, um, any, we would always look to him offensively, but we had lots of guys we looked to offensively, but he was, he was kind of the catalyst for, for a lot of that. I mean, he's, I mean, when you get into playoff time and checking gets a little tighter and teams are running matchups and stuff like that for him to still put up those numbers was something special. He's a really good player. For those who don't know, what's the next step for players that excel in the Manitoba major junior hockey league? What would be uh, their next steps? Um, it, it's changed a lot in the, in recent years. Like there's, there's players in our, in our league that, uh, go on and, and play at some smaller colleges down South, or, um, there's been players that not super often, but you get the odd time a guy will play Canadian university. Um, and then there's some that decide that like not to, not to pursue any of that stuff. And they go on with their careers. And like, that's a big part of our league is student, the guys are students and, um, or have started their careers. That's uh, what our league's kind of based on. And so some of them move on to play at other leagues and other levels. And some decide that they're going to become either a full-time student or get into the workforce, but it, it is possible. But, and that's certainly something that if, uh, if Curtis wants to do it, and there's a few other guys on the team that have been approached, but we'll, we'll see what happens. For you, uh, someone who who played for the Canucks a number of years ago, what is what's the feeling like now coaching the team to a title that you, you weren't able to win as a player? Does it feel the same, or does it feel different? It's uh, it's pretty rewarding. I mean, it's uh, I've been coaching the team for seven years now, and and this was a a really special group, and and uh, we've had a we had a crack at it a few years ago. It was nice to get back. Like you don't really know as a coach if you're going to have a chance to get back there, and once I thought that we had a team that could do it, it was, it was pretty exciting. And yeah, just somebody that played for the team and, and growing up in St. James and stuff, it was awesome to see the community really rally behind the team. And it makes you proud to be a part of the organization for sure. When you were playing for the team in the late two thousands there, were you ever thinking, Hey, I'm going to coach these guys someday? (laughs) No, I don't think I was, I was, uh, I was in university, um, like studying to be a teacher. And then once I was teaching, I started coaching, uh, some high school hockey and did a little bit of like helped, uh, some minor hockey teams before that. But once I got into coaching at the high school level and then developed some relationships and then, and then eventually once, uh, the team went through an ownership change and they were looking for a coach and, I uh, decided that it could be a, a fun challenge and it's been awesome. It's been a rewarding experience for sure. How long do you uh, think you want to do this for? How many more banners do you want to raise? <laughs> I don't know. It, it's this one's still kind of settling in, but uh, um, I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't decided um, about that, but I'll, I'll always have something to do with the team. I would think as long as they're, they're willing to have me, but whether what role that is, whether it's coaching or, or moving on to something else. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there, but just going to soak this one in. It was a long time coming and it, uh, it was pretty rewarding. So we'll, uh, we'll be sticking with this one for now. <laughs> the fact that it's been 24 years, is that a, a fact that like kind of lingered within the organization over these years, or is that not really a big deal? The fact that it's been so long and that there's only ever been that one title before. 
Yeah, it's something that we've talked about, but I mean, you don't want to dwell on it too much. We've had lots of good teams in the past, and I was fortunate to play play on a couple. And then, like I said, we we were really close. Um, the last time our league had playoffs, we lost in the final. So, as you get closer, and and when you realize that it's a possibility, I mean, it's uh, the topic comes up. But I mean, there's such turnover. Like being as that players can play for four years, and it's not like uh, any of those guys were even around, right? None of them were even born. So it's, it's something that they don't think too hard about, but uh, it was, it was talked about for sure. And, and they, uh, it was special to them. And uh, one of our assistant coaches, uh, Sean Martin was on that team as a player. And uh, so he's, he's a part of both of them, which is, which is awesome for him. Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned growing up in St. James being a part of this, team being a part of this community what does this team mean to st james i think it means quite a bit you can just tell by the turnout um the turnout to all our playoff games and especially as we got down to the end it was the building was pretty packed and you run into lots of people that you see whether it's guys i play hockey with or or guys that used to play for the team that bring or brought their families and you get girlfriends and moms and dads like it's it's uh the community really rallied behind the team and, and uh, we, we felt the support for sure. It was awesome to, uh, to look in that crowd last night and see a lot of familiar faces. And a lot of the minor hockey teams now are, are, are called the Canucks. So it's all the kids there in their jerseys with the Canuck logo. It, it was awesome. Well, Blair, again, congratulations on this uh, great accomplishment for your organization. Savor it. And uh, thanks for coming on the show tonight. Absolutely. Thank you very much. I went to the United States to see a Timberwolves game. I decided, hey, you know what? This is a team that I've wanted to like for a long time. I wish they were good. They never were. So I didn't pay too much of attention to them because they always stunk. And all of a sudden, here they are hosting a playoff game. So I decided to go. So here's how it went. Saturday, my girlfriend who came with me, had an eye doctor appointment, needed to pick up some contacts and whatnot. So we left Winnipeg at 10.30 Saturday morning. No problem. We just needed to get to Minnesota for a 9 p.m. tip-off. It's such a late game, but it was very doable. Stopped at uh, Chick-fil-A in Grand Forks after crossing the border. Super quick. No one was at the, the line. It took like two minutes. Went to the a Target in Fargo. She bought a lot more stuff than I did. I bought some snacks. Went to Sonic. They forgot my dipping sauce for the popcorn chicken, but we're not turning around now. We got driving to do. And then we got to Minneapolis where it just poured rain. I could not see. It was insane. It was torrential downpour. But we got to the hotel at 8 o'clock, got into the game at like 10 to 9. And it was a jazzy star-spangled banner on a saxophone. And it was amazing. You couldn't sing to it, but it was really an incredible environment. And then it was super tense because I am generally, when I'm watching sports, an observer that is impartial. Whether I'm covering the Jets or the Bombers, that's most of my live sports consumption. Being in the building, I mean, I'm doing those 
without a personal attachment. I'm not a Jets fan. I'm not a Bombers fan. I am a neutral observer. Not everybody that covers the team is that, but that's me. And so being in the building for a live sporting event, was it fun? I don't know if fun's the word because it's just for me as a consumer of a team I like, I'm just never confident. I don't let myself feel joy, I think. It's a personal flaw where I'm just expecting the worst to happen at all times, especially after they blew giant leads in game three and they had big leads in game four, but they never blew it. They led for most of the game after the start and they won the game. And it wasn't until the very end where I let myself breathe, basically. It was like, I want to be happy, but I'm not sure if I should allow be allowed to be happy here. A couple other notes on the game. And yes, they won by one. It was, I mean, someone hit a three at the buzzer to make it a one-point game. It was four. It was a game that took forever. Basketball games aren't supposed to take more than three hours. This one did because there were so many fouls called. It was ridiculous. There's no flow to the game. The second, the first and third quarters took years. The second quarter was really quick because there were very few fouls. Other parts of being at a live sporting event. Lines. Oh, I forgot about lines. Sneak out at the end of the first quarter looking for food. What do we have on this National Pretzel Day? We got pretzels. They were not good. But we were hungry, and the other options were not good either. Target Center, second oldest building in the NBA. It's not very good. Concourses are narrow. Food options are poor. And there was a total bottleneck getting out of there. But it was really fun to see my team win, at least. I'll always have that. So... We get back to the hotel, go to bed, get up in the morning, go to the mall, go to the aquarium at the Mall of America because she really likes turtles. And that was fun. And we got gas after looking around a little bit. You know, it's 1 p.m. We'll get home like, you know, 8.30, 9 o'clock. That's all right. So once we get on the highway, put it in fifth gear, hit cruise control. And then it's a matter of, can we make it to Fargo without stopping at a rest stop? Hey, you know what? Let's push it to Fargo. We'll go to Culver's and have dinner there before for getting on the road and, and going home to Winnipeg, where we heard it. The weather was not great. And this is where the journey takes a turn. Because as I was getting off, and I wasn't wearing shoes at this point in the drive, I took off my shoes, I noticed something felt a little off. And I thought, oh, it, it, it's just because I'm wearing not wearing shoes. That's why the thing isn't shifting quite right. I drive a, a manual transmission Hyundai Tucson, by the way. And I get to the Culver's, and something felt kind of wrong. But I was like, okay, well, maybe it, when I start it up again, it'll it'll feel okay. I'm not. We'll see. Had Culver's, butter burger, cheese curds. I ate a lot of junk food on this trip. But I started it up again, and we needed to get gas, and it felt wrong. Could not get the shifter over left to right. It was kind of just going up and down and not left to right. We got a problem here. So I get gas, try to drive, doesn't work. Pull up, facing a curb, which is important. And so 
there's something wrong with the gear shifter. I don't know much about cars, but this isn't supposed to happen. So I message my dad. My girlfriend messages her dad, who knows a lot about cars. I'm hopeless. It's time to call CAA. And I don't know for the life of me why this was the case. I had the the travel plan with my phone carrier, which is Bell. And for some reason, why I dialed the toll-free CAA number, it kept taking me to Quebec. Why is CAA Quebec the default for me calling from North Dakota? This is a Sunday at like 6 o'clock, so I know we're toast to get it fixed today. I get that. But can somebody, for the love of God, help me out here? I call CAA Manitoba. They transfer me to like the North Dakota office, which is not roadside assistance. They're not open. Great. So my girlfriend calls on her phone. She eventually gets through. We eventually get a tow truck driver who was awesome. He came. He tried to fix it by hand. Couldn't figure it out. Towed us to a place. Drove us to a hotel. And now we're in limbo. We're stuck in Fargo. And then I felt sick from all the junk food and the kind of stress and anxiety of it all. Went to bed at 10.30 after spending some time in the washroom. We don't need to get into that detail. And in the morning, we got a call from the auto body service. They said, hey, we're going to get your car looked at. Perfect. Okay. Texted Heather Steele. Said, yeah, I'm not going to make it home. (laughs) Can someone fill in for me? And then it was Kelly who hosted the show last night. But this hotel was really awesome. And the silver lining of it all is this really rushed vacation I had with my girlfriend. First time we've gone on a big road trip together. We ended up having like hours together just to chill and do nothing and and wait. They had a saltwater pool. We had it to ourselves for an hour. That was awesome. And then they, the auto body service said, all right, we're going to look at your car in further depth. They texted a link at 11.45 a.m to approve the service. I want to get home. I'm thinking about Sully, who I left enough food for to get home at Sunday night. And all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, am I, how long is Sully going to go without food? He's a cat. He's fine. He's fat. He won't, he'll be fine. I know he's going to be fine, but I can't help but think, is he going to be fine? No one in the city had a key to my place, so I couldn't go feed him. And as we're chilling in the hotel room watching HDTV, we had our checkout extended from noon to 3. It's like 2.30. And I'm like, well, we're going to have to go soon. We get the call saying, all right, here's the problem. We were missing a bolt. We got the bolt. Your car's ready to go. Perfect. Get a taxi over there. Bit of a wild taxi driver. Get the car. Get some food. One shot, we get to the border. The border took like 40 minutes for some reason. Everyone in front of us was taking forever. Our, our, we took like a minute. So I don't know what that was about. And then we got home and about 7.50, I pulled into the back lot here in Winnipeg. Thankfully, my drive wasn't bad. We saw a lot of high water levels on the way. And I think if we had come home Sunday night, it sounded like our weather would have been a lot worse. But we got through it. The snacks I purchased i ate eight of my 10 snickers brownies today uh, because i felt better but nonetheless got home last night an hour later i was on the air with kelly explaining uh some basketball stuff i was in bed before midnight two days in a row that never happens but the question you're probably wondering is how much money was my car repair 
because I was under the gun. They could have charged me whatever they wanted. I had to basically say yes if I wanted to get home. I was Googling, can you do one-way car rentals home? Is my transmission blown? How bad is it? Oh, it's just a bolt, and we're good. Well, thank, thankfully, that's not much. The exchange rate, though, is because it ended up being just under $300 American. Most of that was just for the inspection of it and labor. The bolt was like nothing. The exchange rate is uh, is great. So it ended up being, for me, $387.43 that I was not expecting to pay on this vacation that I'd already spent a bunch of money on. But try to find silver linings when you can. Got to see my team win a game. Got to spend quality time with my girlfriend that I wasn't expecting to in a kind of empty, nice hotel. And I got home safely last night and got to spend time with Sully, who was super hungry. He was was just yelling at me when I got home. Gave him a bunch of food. We cuddled. Everything's good. And uh, I think what we're going to do now is go back to that hotel in the summer. We're not going to tell you which one it is because we want it to be our hidden gem. Go to Target. Do some shopping. And hopefully, another bolt doesn't fall out of my car at some point. I don't know when it happened. But that's why I did not host my show last night. I was stranded in Fargo. Got home a little late to do my job. But nonetheless, thanks very much to Kelly Moore for doing that. And now here we are. Back to reality. Back to Winnipeg. That's it. Back to Winnipeg. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage anyway. Thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to